Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TA KO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, this is the stuff you can only get here. Okay? This is the stuff you only get here. So, uh, I told you before, in relatively reasonable terms, why uh, I know Eric Bieniemy hasn't gotten a job, right? And the, the thought was, like, hey, if you look at Kansas City, they got a passing game coordinator, run game coordinator, Andy Reid calls the plays, what does Eric Bieniemy do? And, and it's okay if he's not – you don't have to call plays to be a head coach. You don't. You, you absolutely don't. You don't have to be some grandmaster of X and O's to be a head coach. You do not. You know, John Harbaugh doesn't call the plays. He's just he, – he was a special teams coach. He's been a football coach and player and coach his whole life. His dad was a coach, his brother's a coach, etc. But more than anything, he knows how to galvanize men – Lead men, but also let Wink Martindale do his job. Let Greg Roman do his job. But if you look at how the Ravens play at the end of games, you're like, oh, I know what John Harbaugh does. Like, they got pretty good game clock management, and you kind of get a sense of what they're doing. The, the problem with the enemy that I was told was like, look, his, his lack of plan matches up with the fact that we don't know what he actually does in Kansas city. It doesn't mean people don't like him, but it's like, I, I got to have, what is your strength? What do you do? And what is your plan? And, and how can you sell everybody on this plan? Well, again, you got Mike McCarthy, who was a head coach for a long time in green Bay, won a super bowl, of course, but he's not calling the plays. No one, they kept, I mean, you you keep the same offensive coordinator that you had previously, previous to him being hired going back before last season, right? And when you do, you, you hire Kellen Moore. Okay, so Kellen Moore, that's Kellen Moore's offense combined with Dak Prescott. 
They do the offense. On defense, you hire a guy who's won a Super Bowl's defense coordinator and was just a head coach. So what, what does Mike McCarthy do? Well, he manages or mismanages, right? And I just don't know if you can, I just, I'm just thinking out loud. I do think Cowboy fans are pretty smart. Not all of them, but most of them are pretty smart because they've been waiting and waiting, waiting. It's every couple of years they have one of these teams. Three years ago was the 13-win team. Right, they had the year that Dez caught the ball. That was a very, very good football team. Um, they they changed, and I think fixed the defense. Is it a great defense? No, but obviously Diggs. I mean, I know he got burnt the next play, but man, that kid makes plays, doesn't he? He's the playmaker. But I don't know how you get around the fact that your head coach. It's not just that he's been lost in several of these games. Like, the first two weeks of the season, he, he nearly blew it for his team. And he did yesterday, too, with, with the Patriots. They're just a mess. So the problem isn't that he can't figure it out and make decisions, but it doesn't build confidence. Right? Like, you know, Brad Stevens is great at, uh, at uh, slobs. You know what a slob is in basketball? It's a sideline. SL out of bounds slob right or a slob ATO after a timeout slob after a timeout sideline out of bounds it was great and what happens is you draw a couple up you win a couple of games and even if the play isn't all that special like the guys buy in they're like hold on coach has got to play what do you got coach all right draw it up like Mike McCarthy it's going to be the opposite of it two minutes to go you're 150 to go, 149, 148. You're like, you're looking over there to sideline. You're like, man, we got to win this thing in spite of our head coach. In spite of our head coach. I mean, it's really another win for Aaron Rodgers where it's not just Rodgers' record since leaving Mike McCarthy. It's just the idea of what, what, what all is he doing? Doesn't coach offense. He doesn't coach defense. He doesn't coach special teams. He's in charge of managing the club. And managing the clock. Ain't got a headset on. So it's like you can have somebody who's got answers to the test in your ear. Right? And he's still screwing it up. Uh, Byer, were you, was your show still, I know a game went overtime. Were you guys still on when that game was going into overtime? Yes. I mean, how do you overcome that? How, how do you overcome the fact that the guy looks completely low? And, and look, I'm not going to sit here and say I know everything and know every rule. I do think that, that most people our age, because we played so much Madden, and you do, and it's, it's one of the things when you're playing, that that's, the, that's the great thing about watching my son's sports brain evolve. Because if you go back two years ago, he was playing tackle football, but time and score didn't matter that much. Like you'd get to end a quarter, end a half, end a game, he didn't know how to get out of bounds, call timeout, spike the football. All these other things didn't understand. Or if you have the ball and it's like three minutes left, like let's just run the ball, get a first down, bleed out the time. Right? But, but because so many people have so many games, mentally games under their belt, there is a sense of, okay, I know about how to do this thing. I honestly think part of McCarthy's thing is he didn't grow up in the video game generation. And so there's not the volume of it. And I think he's a little lost. Yeah, I, I, I think that I also actually think that it probably happens more uh, in the NFL than we maybe realize. But because this is I don't want to say it's always happening to Mike McCarthy. It just becomes bigger and bigger or this is his label. So every time that it happens. Um, there, there are coaches who are really smart with the clock and, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, would, you know, would be one of them how to manipulate it. But I also wonder, I wonder if, if that's part of it as well, that he's labeled with, with that sort of thing. I, I could yes, be no, wrong. It, become, but... it becomes, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I don't even necessarily know if it's fair, right? I'm sure yeah. if I went back and I studied the Packers or if I watched it, if I knew a lot of the decisions he does make in games or the help that he does, like, I'm sure a lot of this is categorically unfair. I, but I just, you know, I mean, like this is three big TV games that I've seen him 
butcher some a decision or two, and you're like, I, I I'm I'm struggling, I'm 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 struggling trying to trying to find an excuse for you. I I think that's a part of it as well. From even what you said of. That's three big TV games, and the Cowboys, more often than not, play in big TV games. And the position of a Cowboys head coach or the Green Bay Packers head coach, there is responsibility, but maybe even elevated some with Dallas as well. I think that also uh, plays a part of it. What, Jason, you want to say go, uh, go for it? I was just going to say that like maybe there's something that he's doing uh, behind the scenes that's real inspirational, and he's, he's a, a great coach to, to play behind, but like... I think Hard Knocks did him a disservice. Either he got a bad edit or like a lot of the things he says is like hokey and stuff that that, that wasn't quite landing with the players. And it's like, it, you know, Hard Knocks didn't do him any favors. And I doubt they would have just edited out real inspirational stuff with him leading his team. So it's like if there's not that and like you just pointed out, he does, his only thing to do during the game is this. I mean, that I, I'm not sure what the deal is with him. Um. Makes their future, his future as well, very cloudy. Because oh, every, I, I don't, I don't you know. think it makes it cloudy. I think it makes it. He well, becomes the fall guy if they lose, and then Kellen Moore becomes the head coach. Well, that's the question: is if they do continue to win, and Kellen Moore's name's already been brought up with the Raiders, it's been brought up with other spots. You know, and as you say, Dan Quinn's the defensive guy. He was brought in to do that. Kellen Moore's kept for the offense. Yeah, so what does he really have to do? And if you're Jerry Jones, do you risk losing Kellen Moore for a guy that is having problems managing the clock? Why is yeah. it so hard? Why, I don't. Why? Why, why is it? Why, why is it so hard? I, that's what. That's what I don't get. You know, I get if you're like, I get if you're calling plays. You know, like Andy Reid, I actually understand. And Andy Reid has been bad with clock management too. But I, I would give Andy Reid at least a slight path, pass because Andy Reid calls the plays. Right? So you're, when you're the play caller, you're having to work, you're having to work, you know, ahead, one play ahead. You got to have the next play in. You, you, can't, it's, you can't go like, ooh, oh, what did we get? Okay, we got stopped. Hold on, let me think of formation. Like you have to have the next, you know, you basically have two or three plays ready in case of down and distance and situ- time and situation, right? So I, I give Andy Reid a, a, a little bit of a pass because he's calling plays. Mike McCarthy's not calling plays. Not calling plays. Not calling defensive plays. Right? He's sitting there managing the game. And you're exactly right, Dan. Whether it's real or imagined, the mistakes they make at the end of games, he's going to get the blame, and no one has any sort of belief or faith in him. Now, it's also fair that 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 his lack of decisiveness, his ill-fated decisions, or even the decisions that have worked, you know, um, those sorts of things, um, it, it's completely fair to say that I'm sure he spent plenty of time preparing and studying for it, but I'm not alone in the football world, and I'm not even deep entrenched in the football world, but I know enough people that are like, yeah, it's not good. And as you pointed out, the Cowboys are always on TV, and so it allows people to make these decisions their own. You know? Where, where Bill Belichick, part of it is he has the equity, part of it is he's unflinching. You know, he makes the decisions. It feel, when they went for a field goal, was it two weeks ago? Was it two weeks ago on Monday night they went for the field goal in the rain? It was against the, against the Buccaneers when they lost the Buccaneers. And that was a long field goal. But then they asked him about it. He's like, you know, no, 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 we felt like he could make it. You know, he hit the crossbar. It was a weird decision. Fourth and four. Felt like you can pick that thing up. Maybe thought they, they couldn't. Didn't like it. He's a rookie quarterback. All right. Just McCarthy, it's just really hard to have confidence that the Cowboys in a big game. You know, we, we everybody uses the cliche. Football's a game of inches. It is. But it's also a game of of these minute decisions that are super important. All right, coming up next, um, LSU and Ed Orgeron are parting ways. The story that came out yesterday in The Athletic, not good for Ed Orgeron. But it does speak to, I think, the biggest challenge in success. We'll get to that coming next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. No Gotham Show. Possible Radio. Um, so something we thought was going to happen has happened and it's going to happen in bizarre fashion here, right? So LSU is going to have a new football coach next year, but Ed Orgeron is going to finish out this year. And apparently a buyout agreement was reached before they played Florida and they actually beat Florida at home. And this is Ed Orgeron on parting ways with LSU. I know that the last 
last two years hasn't been the standard of LSU. So when he came and talked to me after the Kentucky game, I knew that it was time. And I understand that. I understand the expectations of LSU. And I invited myself, and we did not meet him the last two years. I, I'm honored that I got to be the head coach at LSU. Uh, this uh, administration has treated me with class, with dignity. The whole time that I've been here, they've given me everything that we needed to have success. Uh, here's Ed Orgeron about what he, saying what he wants to do next. I want to take a little time off. You know, I'm 60 years old. I've coached for 37 years. Uh, I think I'm going to have enough money to buy me a hamburger. And uh, every once in a while, maybe a double meat cheeseburger. But I want to take a little time off to find out what direction I want to be in. You ask me if I think today I'm not going to coach it. That might be different a month from now. But right now, I want to take a little time off, spend with my kids. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so um, the story in The Athletic is basically painting the picture of a guy who's off the field behavior, off the field lifestyle. He just became kind of distracted. And, you know, um, Pat Riley calls it the disease of me. But, you know, it's, it's one of the, the same reason that college coaches struggle in the NFL is the same reason that, that Ed Orgeron lost his job. Look, the product wasn't good enough and it probably, all the other stuff, getting a divorce, hitting on women, bringing them around the facility. doesn't matter if you're winning. But when you're losing, they find the little things and they don't like them. But the, the bigger thing is college campuses create, you know, we create these like deities out of coaches. They build statues out of people. <laughs> they put, oh, I'm going to put a statue out front. Like, do you know what that does to somebody? Like that, you got to be really stable to be able to process like, hey, this is just football. It's famous, fleeting, et cetera, et cetera. It's really hard. The same reason that I think a lot of college basketball players struggle to be overseas or struggle to make it through the minor leagues. Like the reason that guys succeed, I believe, at least partially in the minor leagues from smaller programs is they're not as driven or as energized by fans and attention. They've been in empty gyms doing it by themselves or in, you know, lightly packed. And they just like, they can generate their own energy. Whereas if you've played at Kentucky, you've never played in front of an empty seat. And you've never had, you never had a practice that people didn't care about. You know, when you're the coach at Kentucky in basketball, you're John Calipari, you can, the world's your oyster. Like, I want you to think about it for a second. Like, I actually, this is a little bit sympathetic towards Ed Orgeron, even though obviously uh, it hasn't gone well and you can only blame him. But like, you walk off a football field and they put police officers around you, <clears throat> Right. You get a police escort wherever you go. When when this is, heck, I actually said this about Pat Mahomes, right? Like Pat Mahomes is bad in the first half, obviously made some incredible plays in the second half and they won. But when you call somebody Superman, when you say there's nothing he can't do and, you know, guys are going to believe it. Guys are going to believe it. They'll try things they shouldn't try. And the same is true for coaches. They're human beings too. You're supposed to be 60 years old. You're supposed to be grown up. But you know what? When you've been a defensive line coach, you know, you've been a failed head coach in the SEC before. You didn't get the SEC job. Now you get the LSU job in your home state. It's like the biggest thing ever. And you win a national championship. And you kick the crap out of everybody along, along the way. And the world is your oyster. Sometimes you eat the oysters. I, I just, I kind of feel like that's human nature. So, yeah, this is me being a little sympathetic towards it. Obviously, you hear the, the line of he pulled up to a gas station. And again, this is from the story in The Athletic. A woman was in workout gear. And he said, like, mm, you look like you work out. And she said, I'm pregnant and I'm married. And he said, we should work out together. And she said, I'm pregnant and I'm married. And he's like, what, what's the difference, right? And the defense is for Ed Orgeron is like, he could have actually meant work out. I mean, obviously it feels like a pickup line and congrats on him for not like, no, no, no. What I meant was we could just work. Out. But the reason it's perceived that way is other actions that he has. But that is a precipitous decline. The likes of which we've seen in the sec before. Right. 
I mean, that's what ended Bobby Petrino there at, at, at Arkansas. Obviously, different circumstances. But we've seen teams win a national championship, Auburn, and two years later, fire their coach. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I, I'm just going to just, listen, I'm throw this out just in case. We've had issues with our phone lines. Not for you. We don't care if you call. But for important people like Orlando Skandrick. So you get, we get a drop. We'll keep working towards it. We got some sort of gremlin in, in the phone system here at Fox Sports Radio. Scan was a, a pro for 11 years. Nine with the Cowboys. Of course, he's the co-host of um, Up on Game, or no, About the Game podcast with TJ Hushmanzada. Two of my favorite guys, right? Uh, Hush and, and Scan. Uh, Orlando Skandrick joins us. Um, Skin, I, I want to get to Diggs and what an incredible season he's having. Oh, and, but Doug, we got to. Why do everybody want to show you and Colin? They let y'all love to short me that one season. It was 12, 12 years. Okay. Anything else? Anything else you want to no, clear up? Don't you can't short me no more, Doug. Come on, bro. Man. I, 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 I apologize. I, I apologize. work hard for it. Hey, uh, Jason Stewart. Hey, I, I, I'm going to take this one. Orlando, um, I just looked on pro reference and it says 11. Maybe I'm bad at math. Maybe they missed a year, but it's, that's my fault. I'm going to take this one. No, nah. we'll put it on pro, pro, football, pro, pro football reference. Anyway, Orlando Scantrick joins us. Um, uh, okay, so as a player, when your head coach struggles as much in end of half, end of game, clock game management, what do the, how, how does it affect players or do, does it affect players what 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 effect does it have on you well that was a lot can you rephrase that again one more time okay so we would agree that mike mccarthy has struggled a little bit more than a little bit i think in some of these end of half end of game uh clock management situations is that a, is that a fair way of putting it yes clock management has been uh anything short of horrific okay so all right so how does that affect players? I mean, I don't think that they've lost any confidence. Winning cures all. Um, I think sometimes those little blunders, they're going not challenging. You know, as, as fans, we're privy to seeing, like, replays and things like that. And when you're in the game, you're kind of locked in. Because I remember being out there, it was just like, they fumble. Did you did you catch it? Did you not? You know, you were kind of iffy until you seen the video board. So I don't think it's affecting them during the game. I mean, I'm sure that that's such a young team, though. So, you know, that they're – they got a lot of guys that think the same way because they were like brought up in there and they don't have like a lot of outside free agents and it's a lot of ingrown talent. So I don't think they're second guessing and they're winning. So winning cheers all. I don't think second guessing comes in until, you know, it starts to really hurt you. You know, it doesn't catch up with you until it catches up with you. And, you know, at this point, it hasn't caught up to them yet. Um, okay. Let's, let, let's discuss digs first. Um, I know you had the interception, the pick six, the very next play. Romo said it was his fault. A lot of people said it was the safety's fault. Whose no. fault was it? Who, whose fault was it? <laughs> the corner got beat. The safety was in the middle of the field. The safety should have probably made the play, you know, to stop it. It looked like he was a little hesitant. Didn't want to hit him. Didn't want to get a penalty. But it was 100% a vertical route, and Diggs was 100% a, a 3D. He's a 3D player. As you can see, there was only one safety high. Normally when there's one safety high, he's normally a true middle field player, or he may have been leaning a little bit to the right. But, you know, Diggs, he gave up a play. It happens. When you watch him play, uh, what are your impressions? Um, he catches, like he just his opportunities. He capitalizes on opportunities. He don't leave it out there on the field a lot. I mean, you know, he has one drop I seen this year, but he he doesn't drop the ball when it comes your way. You got to catch him, and that's that's over seventy percent of it with DBs. You know, it's just amazing that he's catching the ball and um, quarterbacks continue to throw. Kind of double edged sword, though. You know, he does give up plays here and there, but at the end of the day, I'll take seven interceptions in six games and giving up a few plays in a five one record. <laughs> it's crazy. A rookie with seven interceptions in six games is is nuts type of stuff. Is there defense? You know, Romo used to tell me all the time, like, look, it doesn't. Everybody talks about the offense. Unless you have a top ten defense, you're not winning big in this league. Is that defense good enough in your opinion? Um, they got a good football team right now. They're playing well. They're playing complimentary together. Haven't really played anybody yet, you know. Uh, played a nail biter with the Chargers, and I would say the Chargers and the Bucks, whatever. You know, their opponents. I don't think out of any of these other teams that they're playing, I don't think these any of these other teams are going to be playoff teams. But you know, however, never going to apologize for winning in the league. And you know, it's kind of TBD. You know, they haven't been in a game where their defense was really needed. You know, to come in, come through for their offense, um, they couldn't stop a nosebleed against the Bucks, but. 
Um, they've gotten better since then, and I think they're going to continue to get better. It's exciting to watch. I'm super happy for them. I'm super happy for the people in that organization, and you know, I'm super happy for Kellen Moore, a former teammate in the NFL and a college teammate of mine. And you know, it's a, it's a fun thing to see. Um, okay, let, let's let's get to the Browns. A lot of people disappointed in the Browns, but it's also fair to say, like, there's a team that has just been crushed by injuries. Why is a team that so many thought was among the elite talented team struggled so mightily in your opinion? The quarterback has struggled. The quarterback has always struggled. He stinks. Um, you know, he's number one pick in the draft because of what he did in college, but you really look at him in the NFL, he stinks. He plays he pays attention way too much to what people outside this building say, like me and you and other people. And I think, you know, he's kind of been given the keys to the franchise and now here you are standing standing down the barrel of his fourth or his fifth year, I'm not sure which one and you know, he's not getting any better. Not Josh Allen. Um, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Hell, he's not even Kyler Murray. You know, and until you know he takes this team and says, you know what, as a quarterback, and your guys Tony Romo, I watched us have a terrible defense and have some down years, myself included. And Tony was able to put the team on his back and win games by himself. You know, by keeping us in the game and going on to win it. Yeah, he's not. He's not that guy. I mean, you when you say he stinks, like you don't think he's even an average quarterback in the NFL? I mean, he's an average quarterback in the NFL but when you build a team around him you know that's driven by him you know in today's NFL if you look at the teams that are ascending in the NFL the teams that are having success in the NFL they all have great quarterback play and it's not just about you know yards and stats it's just about team management managing the team not turning the ball over setting the tempo and the mentality for the team if you look at the Tampa Bay Bucks they don't talk very much because Brady doesn't talk very much if you look at the Dallas Cowboys you know they've taken on the role of the role and like an underdog, and that's because that's Dak's whole thing. Like, he's been an underdog since he came in, and even though he's got the huge contract, he's still out there conducting himself and grinding and going to get it. Like, he's still that underdog. What did you think of Russell Wilson uh, running a huddle and a two-minute on air? When when you see that, what do you think? Man, it lets you know that that guy is fully invested. He's fully bought in. It lets you know his, his importance to the team. and you look at those teams, and when I say taking on the person personality of the team, that's the team that's been hit by injury very hard, lost their quarterback, lost their top two running backs. Um, you know, they've got guys banged up all across the board. You know, they're playing with some young guys on defense. And if you look at last night, they're just continuing to go get it, continuing to, like, just grind. And then on the other hand, if you look at this Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they're, they're, they have a good – way of playing football that muddies up, muckies up games and makes some dirty, nasty games that come down to the end where their defense can come through. And that's pretty much what Big Ben is doing. You know, Big Ben hears all this chatter about what people say that he can't do. But if you look at him week in and week out, he doesn't respond to that at all. He doesn't pay it no mind. He continues to go after it and strive for his goal and does whatever it takes to win. And that's why they're going to always have a chance to be successful down there in Pittsburgh. Are you a buyer into the Arizona Cardinals? Yes. Why? What, yeah. is, what is it you see that, 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 that you like? They can rush the passer. Um, they can rush the passer. They, they fly around on defense. And they're electric on offense. They're quarterbacks, a, mo- a mobile guy. Um, they've got two proven receivers that are going to be first ballot Hall of Famers. And then when you sprinkle in a guy like James Conner, and when you sprinkle in uh, Zach Ertz, another guy that's a Pro Bowl caliber player, and you sprinkle in another guy like Christian Kirk, and they've taken on the the persona of their coach, Cliff Kingsbury, which is a great young coach that's just letting it hang out and enjoying himself and, you know, on his grind every day. And you look at them, they don't say much. You know, when those guys struggle, they don't say much. And I hate to keep going back to Baker, but it's too much that you see Baker defending his play, Baker's wife defending his play. That's that's absurd to me. Totally, to completely agree, totally absurd. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um on Monday night, Lamar struggled in the first half and then all of a sudden just unleashed a fury on the Colts. I mean, it was an incredible virtuoso performance. And then he continued it, continued it on Sunday where that's a good charge team and they just kicked the crap out of him. It just was not was not even a, a contest. Um, but, but, but the evolution has been, you used to be able, if you got ahead, Lamar struggle, maybe reputation-wise, but also that style of offense, they'd struggle to come from behind. Now that doesn't appear to be nearly the case. What's different about the Baltimore Ravens, and maybe Lamar personally, that they're able to have comebacks even within the confines of this offense? Taking on the personality of the, the of Harbaugh. Um, I've always had a strong, strong admiration for Harbaugh. I remember 
on a pre-draft visit, I went in and, you know, talked to Ozzy. And then I remember distinctly when I talked to Harbaugh, he just, like, talked about me as a player, but he had on the board, does not play as a Raven yet. And I didn't understand what that meant at the time. You know, now when I look at the Ravens, they're tough. They're, that is the most physical football team that I've ever played against in my whole entire life. Um, and you look at them, you know, it doesn't matter who they have in a defense. They continue to develop guys. They continue to have guys play well. Then on offense, their team is built up front. They're built in the trenches. And, you know, it's given Lamar that confidence. And Lamar's got great, great receiving options. And Mark Andrews and also in Hollywood Brown. And, you know, I'm just I'm, – I'm super proud of him. You know, I remember playing him and I told him, you know, don't worry about what anybody says. You keep doing you. And he's continued to do that. You know, another guy that blocks it out. And I'm just looking forward to seeing him be the highest quarterback paid in NFL history here soon. Still Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Pat Mahomes' first half, I mean, just – just make some, you know, they, they continue to turn it over. Now, obviously, he's that cheat code with Tyreek Hill where they can just make plays. If you were to be in uh, the offensive meeting room of the Kansas City Chiefs, what would you do to get them to clean some things up? Just get back to doing what we do. There's no panic. We won the game. We're already through a quarter of the season. We're three and two. That quarter is over. Let's build on the things that we've done great. Let's learn from the mistakes that we've made. Let's not try and press. Let's just continue to play. Um, let's continue to play complimentary football and let every drive need to end in a kick. You know, that's good enough for that. It's going to end in a punt or a field goal. You know, no turnovers, and that's a great, great, great philosophy to win football games. Um, tonight we're going to see Buffalo take on Tennessee. Last time these two teams matched up, Buffalo couldn't tackle uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, just, I mean, just couldn't tackle him. Uh, obviously, Tennessee's been all banged up. I think they're a little healthier now. But having having played against this style, having played against this type of offense, how, if you're Buffalo, are you built to stop Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans? Man, the issue is going to be Buffalo likes to play a lot of four down football. They don't blitz a lot at all. They don't blitz, so they like they're, they they don't have to knock you back up front. I think um, to stop the Titans, occasionally you have to run blitz. I think when you run blitz, there's there's gaps and there's places to be gashed and their play action game is, you know, second, their play action game is, you know, second to none. You know, that's what Tannehill does well. And, you know, Julio Jones ain't going to stay down forever. So I think he's back and I look to see him and A.J. Brown have big games tonight and I look to see Buffalo make it really competitive, but I got the, the sorry, I got the Titans and a close one. Ooh, getting my team's mixed up. It's okay. You got the Titans in a close one. A reminder, it's called About the Game. You got a great defensive back and a great wide receiver and two guys who really know, just completely understand the game. Orlando Scandrick, that podcast is with TJ Hushmanzada. You should download it if you want to be inside the game. Scan, we're not going to cut you short on uh, years, 12 years in the National Football League, nine with the Cowboys. Always, huh? always think about it like this. It was 2008 through 2018. It's I mean, through 2017, that's nine years, but 10 seasons. I was hurt one year. That's why you miss it. And I did one with the Chiefs and one with Philadelphia. It's the one year that you were hurt, right? That's where the, the credit hours yeah. weren't. weren't that's where online doesn't, doesn't help you out. Scan, great stuff, dude. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, listen. Um, did, people know, like, I get it on my screen, like, how many years, right? And Jason does his research, right? And it was a very quick research. Like, I went to... Pro football, what was it? Where did you go? Where'd you go? Pro football, pro football, which is where. If you ever use pro football, pro football reference, that gives you everybody's stats. Like everybody's stats. And you can also do college football reference. You can see college stats. Those are good sites. But sometimes they don't. If you miss a year because of an injury, it doesn't give you the credit when you look and you just try and say, oh, how many years did he play? He played 11 years. He played 12. So it's not Jason Stewart's fault. It's partly because I can bust. Jason Stewart's chops. <laughs> that actually was my favorite part of the weekend was last night I was watching the Dodger game and the back and forth on, uh, on our little group chat and talking about Hall of Famer Kenley Jansen because Jason Stewart anointed him as a Hall of Famer. And now every time he takes the mound, we, the group chat talks about Hall of Famer Kenley Jansen. And I, I assume if Rob Parker has a, has a group chat with his crew, with the, uh, with the Odd Couple crew, they bust his chops constantly about the, uh, what is it, what is it called, the luckiest of all time, the loat? Yes, the luckiest of all time. But, Doug, can, can I uh, set the record straight on this? Yeah. Kenley Jansen, I think, is a Hall of Famer. I think his body of work uh, has earned him as a Hall of Famer. And John Paul Morosi came on, and he's not quite sure. I understand this, but 
I'm not saying that Kenley Jansen, as he exists today, is a Hall of Famer. He's not pitching like a Hall of Famer. He's 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 much older in age, and he's hard to depend on. He's coming on off a great year, but I just want to make sure that everyone knows that. I don't think Kenley Jansen is a Hall of Fame performer right now. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, look, if you yes, yes. I mean, look, so based, like upon, ben, ben based upon based having over a th- based based upon having uh, over a thousand strikeouts. He's he's probably a Hall of Famer, okay. But in my opinion, like to be a Hall of Famer, and and I understand that. A, well, well, let's get this discussion. A lot of it's just us busting your chops. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but I, I you know, <laughs> I, but I I'd also think it's a it's a it's a deeper dive, a bigger discussion than just you know one minute has. You know what I mean? I do. I, it's a it's a bigger thing. All right, it's coming up next. Um, speaking of Mike McCarthy. I do hear what Nick Wright has to say. That's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, what we like to do, we like to get you caught up on something you might have missed. In Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1, we call it... Ow. Nick writes on First Things First, he said this about Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. I am the chairman of the committee, and the committee had the Cowboys at the top of the NFL. So obviously, I think they have the talent to compete for, get to, and potentially win the Super Bowl. But they are going to be held back by what has been proven to be the most inept game manager, clock manager, situational coach in the entire NFL and Mike McCarthy, which is why this morning after a game that I'm sure 25 million people watched in a season that is pacing to be one of the most watched seasons in recent memory where we have seen time and time again of Mike McCarthy not being able to tell time that Broussard, I think the Cowboys should take a page out of the old LeBron James playbook which is, I know we're in first place, but I also know deep down our coach is going to hold us back, and the right guy for that job is already on the staff. I think the Cowboys should tell Mike McCarthy, thanks, but no thanks, we'll see you later. Kellen Moore, you've been elevated. Dan Quinn is there. He can be the mentor, if you will. He's been a head coach of a team. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'm like, basically, I'm with him. I think that McCarthy is a disaster as a as a decision maker and game manager head coach. That said, I, I you know you it's worked so far. Is it something that like man, this is going to kill us? Yeah. The other thing you can do is you can he can be a figurehead head coach and just say, hey, let Kellen handle all that stuff, and we'll do it, and you'll just have the headset on and we'll pretend like you're doing something, but we're really not. But yeah, it's it's a it's a, a definite negative. You know, and I, I believe, and I could be wrong. And Lando Scandrick's like, yeah, it doesn't really affect them because winning cures all. I don't know. You, if you're on that sideline, you look over and there's Mike McCarthy making an end game decision. Like, eesh, eesh. here's Colin Cowherd on the herd on Fox Sports Radio and Fox Sports One talking about Baker Mayfield. I don't want to hear about injuries. Okay. That's, that's called the NFL. They are 0 for 3 against the best quarterbacks they faced and the best teams couldn't beat Herbert couldn't beat Mahomes couldn't beat Kyler Murray and if you watch that game yesterday the gap between Kyler Murray's talent and Baker Mayfield's is enormous it's not even close I want to hear about excuses we say this all the time being a quarterback in the NFL is not about comfort Jared Goff is great when he's comfortable the NFL is about discomfort we always said about Lamar Jackson can he come from behind I know he's going to lead a bunch of games but to win a Super Bowl, you got to prove you, got, you can play from behind. Oh, now Lamar can. Baker Mayfield's wonderful with a lead and the number one rated O-line and two great running backs. And, oh, now Jarvis Landry's out. Yeah, like because nobody ever has all their components at wide receiver. And yet you're missing a tackle or two and a running back. And, yeah, that's called the National Football League. Can you play from behind? Can you play on a bad shoulder? Can you play without your top running back? So Baker's fine when the world is comfortable. Well, I, I think it's a fair, I think in many ways it's a fair argument. And I know Orlando Skandrick is like, he stinks. I, I think here's the thing. He's carrying the burden of being the number one overall pick in a year where we had other quarterbacks that are better than he is. Right? We also have to take in the context that Baker in his reputation of leadership and being a winner and being somebody who galvanizes it, you're, you're taking over a franchise that when he got there, they had won one game in two seasons. So I, I'm about just being fair to people. Now, people in the NFL told me a long time ago, Baker will be fine as long as he's surrounded by good players. But look, Pat Mahomes stunk in the Super Bowl. Why? His offensive line was awful. 
the Cleveland Browns didn't have their best running back, didn't have their, their bookend tackles. And then Kareem Hunt got hurt yesterday as well. So we can make it out like all these other, all these other guys can do. Well. No, they can't. No, they can't. They can't. Is he that good? No, he's average. And he shouldn't have been the number one overall pick. But he's not awful. All right, coming up next. In the greatest lines of all time. What's the greatest line of all time? Aaron Rodgers might have topped it yesterday. That's next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.